0: today there's a lot of people who love the term spirit filled because they like the association of the excitement but just because you come and you get excited with others doesn't mean you yourself are being led you're you're like the collateral damage of what's going on in the presence of god but we are a spirit led we like we like to be led by the holy spirit and um uh, last week, when my dad started sharing, and he, he he mentioned what I was going to be sharing on. but then, as soon as he said it, I had two really, really weird um, body experiences that I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring to you guys and uh, I, I just wanted to test the voice I, I thought I heard the Holy Spirit say something, so how many of you guys know the Bible says to test the spirits and you can't test the spirit unless you test it. So what I want to do this morning is test just what I heard. And uh, I wanted to see, is, is there somebody here this morning with, you have lower back pain right now? There's, there's a pain in your lower back, okay? And I just, it's, it's in the kind of the center, in the lower part of your back. I mean, you raise your hand? Um, can, can we pray with you this morning? And uh, we just like to believe that you're going to start, like even in the spoken declaration and uh, the confirmation of what you're feeling that maybe the Holy Spirit wants to do something right now. Is that okay? Can we do that? Um, hey, John, can we get some leaders around the people who raised your hands? Can you raise your hand again so we can just get around you and pray with you? But then there's another one. There was something with like... <clears throat> Uh, my uh, throat there was soreness in the throat there's something like it was and not only it wasn't limited to like right here it was like down almost the esophagus it was like the digestive uh, area right right here and there was there's like a pain in this area I don't want you just to think just here but there was like a a tightening or and I don't know if I don't know what it was he didn't tell me what it was but if when I said throat, if something in your spirit like said, ooh, like if you can just take that for you this morning. Because maybe God wants to do something. Um, I think he does stuff all the time. I, all the time. He's constantly talking. It's a matter of whether or not we're listening or not. And right now he wants to do something. So, uh, Jeannie, would you just lay your hand there on your friend? And Lord, I just thank you right now for the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that has come into this house that has the word has gone forth freedom freedom in the body right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus even just that tingling sensation right there there's a there's a a presence coming into your throat and into the lower part of your back almost like almost like soda fizz it's just kind of It's very subtle and it's very, it's just like, I just feel like there's just something that's starting to loosen and you're going to start feeling the presence of God come on your body. And even a warmth, there's even a warmth in just the lower back. Last week I actually felt my back was, there was like a torch on it. And I had no back pain, it was just, it felt like it was really hot. And the Holy Spirit said, someone's going to experience the very thing right now, this heat on your lower back, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thanksgiving. 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 Now for those of for those of you who had a lower back, I want you just to just to test it out and just to move it a little bit. And I think even just try to you had pain and just start to move and, and I, I just we're, we're honest and we just say, yes, I feel something. No, it's not here, but I, I'm agreeing. And you can, you can do that. We have, we have freedom to do that here. Um, we're not looking for people going crazy. We, we really want to facilitate the move of the Holy Spirit, where it's every day. And, and here's something that really the Holy Spirit started teaching me. is like, David, if you're, if you're expecting people to go crazy after they get healed, I, I, a lot of people don't even know what it feels like to get healed. They, and I remember for the first time, I remember getting healed. I remember what it felt like. And it was like the pain, I didn't even remember that I had pain. It was just gone. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, I just healed you. And I was like, but I, like I didn't fall on the ground. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't cry. He was like, yeah. Sometimes I just do it like that. Sometimes you don't even know I healed you, and I healed you. But see, it's someone who knows the nature of God and know how good He is. He knows that He's gentle. A lot of times, He just heals you, and you don't even know it. And that's God's goodness. Amen. Okay, and just test it out. Um, amen. And I just, uh, I felt like he wanted to do that this morning. Does anybody else have anything that you have a soreness in your body, and when we started calling stuff out, you were hoping I was going to call something out of yours? Has anyone had that? You're like, I really wish he would have said this, okay? I felt like that just now, okay? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to get it, okay? Because a lot of times Jesus wasn't healing and people were getting healed. Okay? It's part of your nature to take what he has to give. Okay? It's faith. Hmm? Who? Which one? Can you? Yeah, go on. Come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Take it. Right. That's awesome. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Go ahead. When David brought up about things that we don't
1: know, I completely forgot Friday I was doing Yesterday I even went for some therapy because it was so sore. I was—I told my wife I just made a huge mistake. Uh, I was—I was so bad I couldn't hardly get up yesterday. And yesterday, and this morning it was so sore.
0: I gotta tell you, I have no pain in my body. Yeah. Literally, wow. And it was—I mean, it com- from the first of the service literally. Wow.
1: Wow you know, Thank you, Father.: Yes, I'm Lord. Wow. When we were in the worship service
0: just in the presence of God: and I'm, I'm not Wow. Amen. Just a All right. You know, thank you, about. Lord. All right, so if you want something, you can get it. Let's just stand up and get it right now just, you have pain in your body. Lord, I just thank you right now. Lord, uh, yeah, I felt it your shoulders. Lord, I just thank you. It just came on me right now. Somebody's shoulders. It's in the middle and it's up in the, the center part of the trapezius going down the sides. In the name of Jesus, there's healing right now coming into your body. Someone just put your hand on that person. Coming in right now. And I thank you that the pain right now is leaving you. Actually feeling it like coming off. It's like somebody taking a weight off. And you now have just been given to grace and given healing to move it. And you, as you continue to work your shoulders, you're going to actually feel the pain get less and less and less and less and less. And less. Lord, I just thank you right now for healing in this place in the, in the, in the, in the um, Lord in the feet right now. Uh, there's a, someone with a popping in their jaw. Uh, you've had a jaw popping in and, and the name of just God has just given you grace and something has been popped back into place. And there's no more popping. And Lord, I just thank you right now that, uh, thank you, we don't have to understand this. Lord, thank you, we can just receive. We can be like little children and just say, okay. Just say, okay. And right now, I just, I want you to activate your faith. And when I say activate faith, I mean actually do something like move the thing that was hurting. And I want you to pay attention. To what happens as you start to move you're going to actually start to feel something come on you and something leave you at the same time just start to move it just start to move that part of your body just start to exercise that healing the healing is our inheritance you don't have to do anything for it it's not a reward it's a gift so just take the gift right now lord because of your goodness we just receive these things or just Right now, right now, right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Does anybody, f- you, you just feel something in your body? You feel something. Just, there's something in your body that you feel like, you feel a relief of some sort in your body. You actually feel a relief. Amen? Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Father, right now. Thank you, Father, right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He's good. He's good. He's good this, he's good this morning. Lord, we, just, we, we thank You for giving us liberty to cultivate freedom. You gave us freedom. We're going to become stewards and then redistribute the gift You gave us. In Jesus' name. I want you just to pay attention to your bodies. Because He's doing something. He's restoring something. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. His presence is here. Because you are. Amen. I just I I love I love hearing the testimony. Uh, and I was I, I constantly I, I do my absolute best to put myself in the vicinity of where testimonies are taking place. Because that is our Father's nature. When I surround myself in the presence of the testimony of what God is doing, what God is doing, I tend to start looking for it, and I tend to start, I tend to start creating an environment based on what I know God does rather than let my environment recreate what I think who God is. And a lot of people go and they go through life and they think, well, God doesn't do this and he doesn't do this. And they let their experience determine their relationship rather than the relationship determine their experience. And God wants to do a, a massive shift in the body where, where you are led by the spirit, not by what you see, but by the voice. I, was, I heard this testimony this last week and I want to share it with you. And there was a there was a pastor, and he was he was doing a lot of trips he was doing a lot of uh, air travel and he didn't really like air travel but he he got on this plane and he had just gotten off of uh, going to uh, uh, this awesome healing thing it just people are getting healed like crazy in Africa, just like limbs growing people's eyes growing in their sockets, just totally getting healed of cancer things just Things just like falling off disease, just falling off of people, like sores and tumors just just popping off of people, just people getting whole. And so he's just been in the presence, and, and he gets on this plane, and he's, he's on the aisle seat, and he sits across the seat from, from this woman, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, she has pain in her lower back. And he's like, I'm just kind of tired, God. And he was like, okay, well, she still has pain in her lower back. And so he goes, excuse me, ma'am, do you, you have pain in your lower back? And she goes, yeah, how did you know that? And he's like, I just felt the Holy Spirit told me, and can I pray for you? And she goes, oh, yeah, sure. And he goes, do you mind if I touch your back? She went, oh, you mean pray now, you know? You ever done that? You got someone to pray for someone, they think you're, like, going to go home and make a little candle vigil and pray for them? Like, I believe God's the now, we live in the now kingdom, Okay? So like if you say hey, can I pray for you and they're like, okay, you just go (laughs) okay They gave you permission (laughs) Sometimes god wants to heal you sooner than he you think he wants to heal you I really believe that like I fight for that perception. I fight for that And sometimes you have to fight for the goodness of god Sometimes you have to fight for you believing how good god is And I remember, uh, or in the story, so the pastor says, can I pray for you? And he says, you mean now? So he has her stand up in the aisle, and he lays her hand on her back, and she falls down in the spirit, and just flat in the aisle. And he's like, okay, you know, awesome, thank you, Holy Spirit. And the stewardess walks up and says, "Uh, is this lady okay? And some people are kind of looking in the aisle, this lady laying out, and he's like, I I think she's going to be okay. And um, he actually, before he prayed for her, you know, he told her, He said, you know, I've been, I I just, I'm a pastor. I got, I just left, uh, just left back from Africa. God was doing amazing things. Can I pray for your back? And that's when she said yes. And so I I forgot that part. But when the, when the stewardess saw this lady who he just prayed for sprawled out on the floor, he said, uh, she said, you know, is this lady okay? Do we need to get an ambulance or something? And he was like, I think she's okay. I think she's going to be all right. And all of a sudden she wakes up and she says, she says, I'm fine. She says, this man just got back from Africa and he saw a ton of miracles and he just prayed for my back and my back is just totally healed. And the stewardess says, hey, I have problems in my knees. They've been <laughs> sore for like three or four weeks. Can you pray for them? And he was like, okay. So he just kneels down and he prays for her knees. She goes down in the spirit on the plane. All right. And he's just praying for, thanking the Lord for healing, and she gets up. Um, and, or he, and he turns around, and there's, like, a couple people, like, standing in the aisle waiting for <laughs> prayer. And, and as he walks up to the first person, the lady says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a pastor here on the plane who just got back from Africa, and he saw a lot of miracles, and if you need healing, just step out into the aisle. And so he starts laying hands on people, and people start falling out. And they, stop, they start running out of room for people because they're all over the plane. And he says this like British man comes up to him and says, can I catch? And he was like, yes, like one of my own. And so, and so he just started like praying. They're they're just laying people out and like the presence of God was there. You know what? I, I get really curious. How many of those opportunities do we run into on a day-to-day basis where God wants to create the kingdom of heaven within your environment because the kingdom of heaven is not in word but in demonstration. And I just want to tell you, we're being retaught how to demonstrate what the king brought. We're we're really like you I, I love coming to church, but I love taking the church out. Like, I, I, I was in a place yesterday, and she was like, she was so mad. She was so mad because her... no, oh, this is going to step on toes. She was so mad because her boss wouldn't let her take off specific Sundays. And, I, and she said, I've got to be in church. You know what, I respect that, and you need to be in church. But I think if more people knew how to take church to society people would more find a value for having you come here. Instead of you being like, you know, no and being belligerent and being rebellious to your boss and creating a bad example. Look, I, I'm, I'm a pastor. I love people, people coming here. But you know that Daniel and both Joseph were under pretty bad kings. And they even called uh, Nebuchadnezzar even called Daniel a psychic. He was named among the magicians, and Daniel didn't throw a hissy fit about it and be like, "I'm a prophet, I'm not a psychic." all right He even allowed the king to rename him, and it didn't matter because Daniel knew who Daniel was. I, No, if you know you who you are it doesn't matter if you go up and prophesy and they're like oh my gosh this guy just told me my future you know what like don't worry about the labels because you're giving them a spirit there's a spirit of love that you just gave them and a lot of people have confused the spirit of god and they're so worried about a label Yeah, that's what happened with jesus they couldn't even find jesus The church leaders of that day, of Jesus' day, didn't find the baby wrapped in a manger. It says it was the Magi. Now, do you know we have Americanized that term? And we have made it to be three kings. But if you actually do a study on who the Magi, Magi were, they were astrologers from Assyria. That blows my mind. And that makes me think, if I'm not careful, I can miss it. It's people who are hungry and don't have preconceived ideas of who he is that find him. I don't know if that messes you up, but it messed me up. And it makes me think, when someone comes to me and is in need of something, Jesus says, I came to you and I needed water. I can't. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I just think, what if somebody who's coming to me is Christ in disguise and it's, it's up to me to reveal and help ha- them who they are. And I, I don't know, this just messes me up. It makes me rethink how I live. It makes me rethink everything. And it puts me in a position to be led by the Spirit, to listen to the voice. Amen? Okay? Is that okay? Is that all right? It's so exciting because you don't really know what's going to happen, but you know what's going you know, God's going to show up, but you don't know how, and I'm so okay with that. I am okay with that. Amen. You guys, you don't have to turn there, but in Matthew 10, actually, go ahead and turn there. Matthew 10, and this is not even my text, Matthew 10, 13 to 6, maybe it is my text, Right? <laughs> Matthew 10, 13 to 16. You guys know this? Huh, that's not even it. Well, I was... It must have been my other... Basically, what the story was was, was when Jesus had the little children come to him. And the disciples were pretty upset that he was allowing kids to come around them. And I think the kingdom of heaven invites this innocence to where, I don't really know what's going on, but I just want to be around you. Do people just want to be around you? Do people, or do people... Do they know because of the label that you, that you have, does it cause there to be a separation? Now, I know there's a lot of people. I work with a person who has been burned out by church, and she, uh, this person wants nothing to do with the church. But it's weird because she doesn't like the church, but she loves or she doesn't mind God. And I think, you know what? I have a responsibility to show you what the spirit of christ really is and once and she what she did is she had person she had people and i think we've all had this is someone who was like you have to believe what i believe you need to believe it or you're wrong and so what we do is we invite people into this once you agree with me now you're going to heaven but if you don't agree with me you're going to hell And you know what? I I failed to find a lot of love in that. Jesus would bring goodness into the equation and then He would set people free. He didn't say, once you become... Once you lay all your stuff down, then you could be free. No, grace gives you freedom and then gives you power to come out of what you were in. That's just good news. And so I just want to apply intentionality in what we're doing on a day to day. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Amen. Okay. I'm going to give you guys I'm going to give you guys a dream that I had. Actually, it wasn't a dream, it was a vision. Okay? We were at youth camp and this happened at youth camp and then it was the last night. We had all the young people come to the front. You guys remember me telling you a story. We had them all come to the front and and they said, you know, all the young people, we want you to get around your youth pastor and pray for your youth pastor. And it was, uh, I, was, I was in the very, very front. And there was... Uh, they had these really cool lights. And it was a good light show. But awesome worship. But they had this light. And there was this one blue blue light. That was kind of shining up and out towards the people. And as, as the young people were praying for me... This was not a dream. It was a vision. And I really haven't had too many of these. And I'm looking at this blue light that's kind of shining out and all of a sudden i see i I close my eyes and have you guys ever looked at a light and then you close your eyes and then you see the trail of lights that you were just looking at like if you if you guys looked up to the chandeliers and you close your eyes you see like a fading remnant of what you just looked at you guys know what i'm saying okay yes amen yes no i can't see come pray for me okay all right, i'm deaf. I don't hear you asking a question. Come pray for me. Okay We'll do that too. And so what had happened was oh, thank you. Thank you Um, so what had happened was i'm looking i'm looking at this blue light and I close my eyes to have the young people pray for me And all of a sudden I don't hear anything. They're saying I see this light This light just started like moving After I closed my eyes and it started multiplying and then it multiplied into many dots that ended up forming a picture of a carousel. Y'all know what a carousel is? You know, do-do-do-do. It's like, it's like horses that go around this, this machine up and down. Do you guys know what I mean? Yes? No? Okay. So I see this carousel, and the blue turns to color. So now I'm looking, and you know what? I'm in this moment, I'm thinking, this is weird, did I eat something? And it was—it was like it, this, These dots turned to. Um, it turned into a carousel, and then it turned to color. And I see, I see us on this carousel, and it's spinning and it's going up and down. And we're just kind of on it. We're just kind of, you know, it's just going and there's music playing and it's in a loop and it's just going up and down and we're going around. And all of a sudden, I don't know, and honestly, I don't know why I'm seeing a carousel. Like, I didn't dream of a carousel. I didn't, I didn't like, have a bad, ex- I didn't fall off a carousel when I was a small child. You know, it's not memories to haunt me. But all of a sudden, I see us on it, and then I see uh, the, gla- or the plastic eye of the horse. And it was a close-up. And this plastic eye, you know, the horse's, the horse's eye is on the side of its head, And he was on the side of his head. And all of a sudden this horse's eye blinked. That freaked me out. (laughs) All right. And then this horse's eye blinked. And then all of a sudden I get a, a zoom out of this horse. And this horse starts to. And he starts to move his neck. And then he kneels down. And then he bucks up in the pole that held This horse, this plastic horse, the horse became real, but it still had a pole through its back. And so it knelt down and it sprung up and it snapped the pole and the pole fell out of the horse. And then all of a sudden, one by one, these horses with us on it started running and they jumped the fence and they started running out into this huge landscape. And the landscape was like never ending, and it was just, and all of a sudden, I saw us coming up to people and swiping people up. And with another one, we go and someone else would, would uh, gut this other whatever. Someone would just like slice this enemy with the sword. And another, and we were just like going out. And it was like, what, what I perceived to be like 20 ended up being like thousands moving out. And I have to say, in this moment... You know, you have a picture and God will give you a picture and you don't know what you're seeing. But if you know it's from Him, maybe you should pray for an interpretation. You know, so many of you guys have had prophetic dreams that were supposed to alter the destination and it's supposed to alter cultures. But unless you know that it's from God, you're not going to know to ask for the interpretation, and if you don't ask for it, you probably won't be given the grace to to carry out what the interpretation is. It's why God hides truth for you, not from you. Because if you know what the interpretation is and you don't follow through, now you're guilty of disobedience. So He hides it. That's why Jesus gave parables. He, He didn't want to expose people to what And so they would be guilty if they disobeyed, but he would hide it in a story and only people that were hungry Would get the meaning and then have grace to walk in that victory That's awesome. That's a good god right there who does that All right, and so I i'm like I, I go back and this was like real. I mean, I remember this more than a memory I really see it more than a memory and all of a sudden I say god, you know, what is this and that night? I prayed and he started to give me some definitions of David. This is what it is. And if I could just read this to you: um, is that many have the perception that they are going somewhere, but they always find the same landscape and the same battles. The carousel was predictable and able to be maintained without any thought. And I feel like the church has been on a carousel. The church, they they go around and they go through seasons and it's it's like it's one thing to be. It's one thing to go through like a summer, winter, fall, you know, uh, spring, but it's another thing to go into different landscapes. It's, it's another thing to expand what he has given you. And I just see I just saw these people and they're like, oh, we're on a mountain Oh, there's a valley. Oh, there's dry land. Oh, this is great. Oh, there's a mountain. Oh, and it's just like it was going over and over and over. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, This is a ton of my bride. And they're just going through and they don't even know they're going in circles. They don't even know it. And it was like, you know, it takes no thought. It takes no thought to be on a carousel and to have a new perception brought your way. Oh, oh, okay, you just experience this over and over. And it takes no thought for you. You have to get out of that mindset to know, look, I wasn't going anywhere. And the, the Lord is bringing through the Holy Spirit. He's breaking the spirit of religion. And I just want to tell you, be very aware of what the spirit of religion produces. I heard uh, someone said this to me and it wrecked me. He said, if you still believe what you believe five years ago, you probably have believed a spirit of religion. Whoa. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit is supposed to lead you into all truth. You know, and what God had you in yesterday might not be what he has for you today. I'm just saying, that's all through Scripture. That's all, scru- all through Scripture. There is not like... You know, today he might want you to go and, and pray for someone. Tomorrow, he might, you wanna, he might want you to go and do a word of knowledge. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm using some gifts, but, you know, you track with me, okay? So there was just this, this like, we were just going around in circles. But then, when, when the, I saw the eye of the horse, it just like, it really freaked me out. Because I think the eye represented Revelation. I think the eye represented a spirit of look, now perception is changed now where you where you are with this new revelation will not will you your appetite will not be filled with what you 're seeing. you are going to have to move into new lands. you are going to have to move out. Does anybody do you guys get the picture? Are you guys getting this okay because uh, it was so big okay and I think God is breaking the spirit of stupid off the church. I mean, honestly. Honestly. A lot of... We, we sometimes we think there's safety in repetition. Sometimes you just end up looking like a dummy. Okay? If you actually look at our society, and you, you see how technology is changing? You, you guys know that. You have a phone and it's already out of date and stuff like that. Your kids always want the next iPod or whatever. I love the iPod. Amen. That's God's gift. Amen. The I am has an iPod, I'm sure. So, just kidding. But I just I see that that religion will make you look like an idiot but the Spirit of God will make you look like a Savior. It'll make you look like a genius. I actually uh, we, I shared this a little bit this last time I spoke, but We went into Guitar Center and I had a treasure hunt. We do treasure hunts. We listen. God will give us an item and we'll go out and we'll find the person. And sometimes God doesn't give us a word for the person. Sometimes he does. You know, Paul says we know in part and we prophesy in part. And I'm totally cool with that. I don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes I'm just supposed to deliver a letter and leave. Sometimes I'm supposed to uh, lead someone to the Lord. Sometimes I'm supposed to disciple them. You know, not every person that Jesus healed followed him. The, the man at the Gadareans, for instance, the man at the Gadareans got totally, you know, the guy, I am legion, and he cast the, the swine into the pigs, pigs. Okay, Jesus said to him, he said, or he said to Jesus, can I follow you? And he said, no, go into the city. But I need to go to Bible college, Jesus. No, you have what's sufficient. And that man prepared the way because the next time Jesus came into the town, the entire city was prepped for revival. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with giving a word and the little I have is all that person needs to get them to the next stage in the Lord. Does that make sense to you guys? Do not discount what you have. If the Holy Spirit gives you a name... And nothing else, that's all you needed. But Lord, I feel like, no, it's sufficient. If the Holy Spirit gives you a book, you didn't need any less. You needed exactly what He gave you. Don't discount what He gave you. And so, all of a sudden, we're going around this... uh, Keep here. Just We're going around this stage and just broke off i I think i i even i even just there was the same song playing you know that the the holy spirit has really shown me and i want to prepare you you guys that there is a new message that's going to be coming through worship within the next 10 to 20 years and it's going to be very offensive to a lot who have been in the church for a long time and the reason is is because there has been a new revelation of who the body is, and God is taking us from glory to glory to glory. And you know what? Every generation needs to learn. Young generation, I'm going to talk to you guys for just a second. You need to learn to appreciate and validate the elders above you. And here's the reason why: because the honor that you sow. And those older than you will be the honor that you reap from those younger than you. I, every time you were, you are you are asked to do something that you have you, you really don 't want to do. Put yourself in this position when i 'm in authority. how do I want the one submitted to me to act? just get that because. I'm just saying like, well, you can miss that and you can, you can enter in a lot of just turmoil. You know, just to learn that right there, even just that little nugget that will change culture right there. Amen. So we're, I'm on this, all of a sudden we break through and we run out and I started asking God what the definitions were and And obviously, we kind of got that the carousel represented that spirit of religion, that spirit that God is breaking us free from. But then, all of a sudden, He showed me the rod. The rod that went through the horse's back represented a false sense of security. It It represented, like, okay, there's stability in your life. As long as you stay on the carousel, you'll be okay. Don't go anywhere, don't worry let it take you where it takes you don't ask any questions anytime you have a leader in your life say don't ask any questions like there's so many times where i've said dad why is this and you know sometimes when he said david look i don't know i just feel the holy spirit needs me to do this that's sufficient for me because if he doesn't know where he's going, that tells me that as a leader or as a follower, someone who has submitted to him, that, do you know what? He might make a mistake. And I can learn as an upcoming leader, it's not a matter of not making mistakes. It's a matter of being obedient to the voice. We have to redefine what we determine success as. Success, success isn't... Or, Doing what you're supposed to do not necessarily is successful, but obedience is always successful. It always works. And sometimes the only time you're ever right is when you're submitted. Get that. Sometimes the only time you're right in life is when you're submitted. When everyone else and they have words from you need to leave, you da 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 Staying submitted, sometimes that's the only time I'm right in the season. All right. I'm going to keep going. Here's the the rod was that false sense of security, and then the horse represented the will. That was really weird. When the Holy Spirit said the horse represented our will. That took me it, it actually stopped me in my tracks and I said, "Okay, I need to dissect this a little bit more. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs uh 21:31." Proverbs 21:31. Some of you guys already know this. It's been really on my heart lately. Say amen when you get there, just so I know. This horse came to life. This horse, like it 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 blinked at me and then it it knelt down, and then it bucked up, and it just that force just broke loose. And then I, when I got back, I heard this verse, and it said, "If you're there, it says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord." Do you know what? Do you know how many people they know God is going to do something, but they don't prep themselves, and so because you don't prepare your horse, he doesn't take you into battle. So guess what? You don't get the victory. You don't get any victory. You don't even get a battle, because it's it's the mercy of God that keeps you from that. And, and this is it's even backed up in the in the Old Testament when the children of Israel would come up, up, up against the Amalekites, and they were so scared that they were going to lose that the Lord would take them around a mountain just so they wouldn't be confronted and that. They, he had mercy on them, and the will. You guys, we have to learn to discipline our will. We get, honestly, we'll have people go through our discipleship class. It's eight weeks. Some people don't make it past week three. I mean, come on. Amen? How many of you guys would like your kids to be more disciplined? Like, how how many of you would like them to be so disciplined that you don't ask them what to do, they know your mind. That would be awesome. I think some of the reason why our kids aren't as disciplined as what we like them to is because they're just getting the spirit that the parents are emitting. It's, see, it's not that the kids aren't getting what you're teaching, it's that they are getting what you're teaching. And that's very convicting. I'm, but you know what? I think God is going to give you grace... To know the voice, and you, you know what? I heard this a couple of years ago, and it was a message to pastors, but he said, Look, you're not going to lead a nation unless you, you cannot, you can't lead a youth group unless you can lead yourself. Some of you guys can't, some of the people that are in the body are so unwilling. They don't have a will, they have emotions, and they have plans, but they can't execute. And I, want, I just want to challenge you guys. If your will isn't prepared, He's not going to take you off the carousel. And then you wonder why you get so bored with coming to church. It's because your will is not being trained to go into uncharted territories and get victories for people. You have to prepare your horse for battle. You have to prepare yourself. That means preparing, preparing for yourself doesn't mean I'm going to do this, but sometimes it means I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to treat my wife that way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about the president that way. Come on. Romans 13. I love it. Right now. I, I just, I see that. And, the, the Holy, and this is me. I mean, this is what God prepared me for. I'm telling you what he spoke to me. I'm telling you what he told me. And it was upon this revelation, he actually gave me grace to walk it out. That's what I'm, I'm, in, I'm telling you the training process that I have just been put into. Okay? All right, and I'm going to keep going. Psalms 32.9 says this. This is really good psalms 32, uh, 32 9 says do not be like the horse or like the mule which have no understanding which must be harnessed with a with bit and bridle else they will not come near you and i just see that it's saying here don't be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding which must be harnessed with bit and bridle. Don't be like that. Religion puts a bit and a bridle in your mouth and it takes your will captive and you end up going in circles. And you know what drives the need for the bit and the bridle is fear. God's going to release fear from you, from your family, he is going to bring you into, you know what, love, love draws people. Religion drives people. Love, love gives you a message and says, look, whether or not you come or not, I believe so much in love and the message I have. If you come, you're going to be blessed. But if you're not going to come, I'm going to wait for you. But religion says, no, 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 no. You need to get in here. You're going to burn. And that's what religion does. And God is removing that. The reason why, the reason why I, I've, I've been approached, I, I shared this a little while ago, but it was in Fort Worth and this and I'm a youth pastor and this lady comes up and says, you're going to go to hell. I said, you don't even know me. And she goes, it doesn't matter. If you're down here, you're going to hell. I said, you're down here. She goes, that's different. (laughs) Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. See, and then and then it's we ended up we we talked and I said, ma'am, I said I'm a I'm a youth pastor. I I I love I love the Holy Spirit. Uh, We 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 know that we have a ministry of reconciliation. She was blown away. She goes, why are you down here? I said, I have a vision for these people. The Holy Spirit told me something recently. He says, you're always going to demonize what you don't have a vision for. What do you have a vision for? Do you have a vision for people? Do you have a vision for people who don't have a vision for themselves? Because that's what Jesus came and he gave perspective on what the Father always saw. That's some good news. Amen. God is releasing a spirit of discernment on this house. Okay? Spirit of discernment, it's one of the gifts, and it's going to be, it is the ability to understand what's on the other side of the conversation with the person. Okay? I'm talking to someone in school. Okay? They're telling me what they're going through. But you know, on the other side of what they're saying, there is a spirit that's speaking to them that's expressing the experience and if you have the mind of christ you're going to be able to see what's on the other side of what's being said and you're going to stand between them and say look there's hope it's not what you're going through but it's what he's going to take you into and we actually can feed hope to people this way it's going to actually totally diffuse the lie of the enemy it's, uh, this is awesome. This is this is some good news. The horse, when you have a horse in the battle, it changes the game plan. When your when your will is disciplined, it changes the game plan. You have perspective. You can go. You can make certain advances that you couldn't do on foot. Amen. I'm gonna keep going. I'm almost done. There's the other thing I got was the armor. This was really interesting because I didn't see the armor when we got off of the carousel. I just I didn't I didn't perceive us not having anything on. I just I didn't see armor, but all of a sudden I saw a close-up of people riding around and there was there was armor. And I remember seeing a close-up of the armor and it was amazing. It was like It was like like Dave, if you had your your breastplate on, and there was um, an engraving of your testimony. It was a picture, and the picture was moving, and that was awesome. I mean, that's like you got to have some computer graphics for that. But like, I'm looking and I'm seeing like I'm seeing people's like shoulders, uh, like testimonies living testimonies engraving moving on their armor and i was and the holy spirit was like look your testimony never stops you live and so many people they have held on to one story but god wanted to have you to keep going and keep going and have greater testimonies every day one to the next keep going keep going have some new stories <laughs> Get out and have some new experiences. Be led by the Spirit. Let Him lead you into something new. Love the victories and cherish what He gave you through. But know that He's still developing stuff in you. And I saw these things. And then, I, and then the Holy Spirit said this. And I've I shared this with some of you. But do you guys know what the armor is? Do you know the armor is not like a present from God He gave you? The armor of God. The armor of God is the armor that is God. God is your armor. Do you want me to show you? Belt of truth. Truth. What's who's truth? Jesus. Sword of the spirit. Capital S. I mean, come on. Helmet of salvation. Who's your salvation? Breastplate of righteousness. Who's your Righteousness. The boots. The gospel of peace. Who is the gospel of peace? Jesus. Shield of faith. Come on. I mean, seriously? We've made it into something like, do you put your armor on? I never took it off. (laughs) Seriously. Put on the armor of God and just leave it. Just put it on. Put it on. You don't have to maintain it. You don't have to shine the armor because he's writing testimonies. And then I got this awesome vision of the armor. And, and it was like, I saw, I saw armor. I saw the stories being written. And it was like this. It was like, his, your story was written on his chest and his back as he took every blow. And his story was written on your armor as you were fighting. You guys exchange stories. He took your story on his back, and you took his story on yours. There's a—it's like that's some good news. That's—I want to make a movie now. I mean, this is just—it was huge. And the last thing, you guys get that the armor is God. Like, you didn't put your belt of truth on. You can't. That's stupid. You got the whole thing. Amen. He is your salvation. He is truth. He is what you fight back with. He is the sword of the spirit, which is the rama of God. It is the rhema of God. You advance with the word. I'm almost done. The, the last thing I saw as the, um, as the horses were running was the jewels. I saw jewels on the horses. That was kind of, I'm not a jewel guy, but I saw jewels. And they were awesome. They were like on the horses. It's like, it's like what, I didn't perceive them until they were real. Like you ever seen these carousels and they're like, the, the jewels are like stamped. The plastic it's in the molding. But it's like now they actually shone forth. Now they actually meant something. And, it's, and if you guys see through scripture, I'm going to read a couple. And, um, and I think uh, I have this verse up in Exodus. Do I have this? Uh, Exodus 31. It says this. It says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, Of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. To design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. When the Bible says in the New Testament that you are his workmanship, the word in the Greek is poema. It's where we get the word poem. You're God's poetry. That's awesome. Has anybody ever written anything? You know how much time and thought goes into the culmination of a poem. And you know that that, is, that, is, that expression is so valuable to you. And when someone comes and they say, oh, that's not, that's not that great of a poem, you're like, shut up. Like you, you don't know you don't know art. God's not insecure, but you know what? When God when you, someone comes up and they question your poetry, they don't know art. Because God wrote your story. Don't question, don't doubt it, don't think it's insufficient. It's poetry. He wrote it, he loves it. Amen. I Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to skip to the next verse Malachi 317. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts on the day that I make them my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Let's go to the next one. Zechariah or, um, Zechariah, the Lord, their God will save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be like the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his head. For how great is its um, goodness, how great uh, is its beauty. Grain shall, be, uh, grain shall make the young men thrive and the new wine, the young women. And you know, I just, I just see the jewels. The jewels were, were what we made. The jewels were what came out of us. Your jewels in life, those precious stones... He hid throughout the kingdom. Do you know in Proverbs it says that it's the glory of kings to hide something, and it's or it's the glory of God to hide a matter, it's the glory of kings to search it out. Do you know somebody discovered you and you're there and and then you are on their crown and we lay it before the feet of Jesus? But you know that person that led you into that relationship, that covenant with God, that precious stone. Jesus, that, that's what these jewels represented. And I really think it was very important that the jewels were on the horse. What did the horse represent? The will. It's like they were all over the, they were embodied on the will. What are you willing to do in life? What does your horse look like? Because it depends on your will. Can we can we uh, I am i am want to be done right now. That's that was the culmination of, of this vision, but I just saw it so clear that where we are going is going to be it's too big for you to do with without the leading of the spirit. And it's going to be uncomfortable. But here's the reason why God's taking you into this season. It's because you must learn how to be trained by the Spirit because you are going to be training others by the Spirit. The reason why God wants you to obey in inconvenience is because you are going to be rulers over people, over generations, over cultures that you are to... How you obey now is how they obey when you're when you're ruling and you're reigning. And the last the last verse I had, you don't have to turn there, but Ezekiel 16, 11 to 13 said, And I adorned you with ornaments and put bracelets on your wrists and a chain on your neck. And I put a ring on your nose and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown on your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver and your clothing was of fine linen and silk and embroidered with cloth. You ate fine flour and honey and oil. You grew exceedingly beautiful and advanced in royalty. At this point, I realized we weren't soldiers in God's army in this dream. We were heirs to a kingdom whose boundaries were forever increasing, and we were violently restoring the land That where we were kings and queens of. You are royalty. You are to rule. You are to reign in this life. And when you read the scripture. When it says, when it talks about the kingdom of God. The word kingdom means royal power. You have royal power to alter things around you. Do not let what you have gone through make you think what he did was insufficient for the victory he has called you to walk in and not only walk in redistribute. You have victory. It's whether or not you agree with the victory determines whether or not you will experience it. And there's a lot of people who they allow, they limit victory because of their experience. And I want to ask you, how crazy, how crazy do you want your victory to be? How, how huge do you want to walk in, in that perception of how great he is? And I just want to say, go ahead and cast your seed on that. Because there's a pretty good chance that wasn't your thought. It's a pretty good chance it was his. And, and you just, we're going to start sowing, and, and honestly, we, we aren't confident in our ability, because I, I didn't get this, and, and I just, I, I submitted it to my dad, and he said, I think this is a word for the church, and I just want to submit to you, just to take to heart the message of what he is planning on bringing you into, to, to learn from these things and it's to, i I hope it gives you guys hope. I hope when you hear this, you aren't scared. I hope it gives you vision for what he wants to bring you into okay can we uh can we agree on that together? Is that okay? Amen and i'm just gonna i I want to do this right now. I think that in the in the in this word as you hear it i we need to judge all things okay but i also want you i want you to test 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 the spirit something has been talking to you as i have been talking and if it has given you a bigger vision than what you currently had it, if it has taken you to a place where cool idea i don't know how it's going to happen maybe that's where grace steps in and accomplishes what you couldn't and i just want to say and i even dare to say maybe god has just given you a grace that you didn't have one hour ago what if you could go out and do things that you couldn't do because he just gave you grace to do it grace is supernatural ability and it's because god said so that you could do something so in this last hour what did he say you could do pay attention to the voice because that's what we're led by faith comes by hearing and hearing the voice the rhema of god did he say something to you pay attention to the word because You guys are to walk into something that you now because you now have grace to do something you didn't have the grace to do before. Some of you have been praying with your spouse on what to do regarding a job. Okay? And I I feel that there is going to be a unity. I think I think God has just confirmed some things in some people's hearts. I think that there was an addiction, someone here had some sort of struggle or addiction that you were fighting with and upon this you were just given grace that that addiction has now has no power over you but you have to agree with the word in order to make it relevant and real this morning. Okay? Um... There were others in healing that, you, that through the word you, were just received, you just received grace to walk in your healing. This is very real. I mean, we're not... I hope this doesn't sound too weird. I think, you know what I think weird is? I think, I think it's weird to believe in a God who doesn't do anything. I think he does something. And I think he speaks to people. And I think he does miracles. And I have to, I have to grab that. I have to hold on to that and I have to find that because I'm hungry and I'm not going to let anything else suffice until I get what he has for me. So pay attention to what he has for you. Does anybody just they feel something something's going on in you? You don't have to share, you don't have to stand, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But just something's going on in your spirit and you feel the best word is a stirring. It's just something's moving in you and i 'm going to pray with you, and we 're going to dismiss you guys but here 's what I want to do I want to have I want to have our leaders come. is that okay? We have our leaders come and I want to dismiss, but I also want to um, agree with those who need agreement and here 's if you need healing, I want you to come over here on this side, the right side but if there is something that 's regarding something in your soul now here's what i mean by that i mean something has kept you down there's something and it's not physical but it's something emotional or mental that has kept you in a place i want you to come over to this side and I, we want to pray and look i know i just drawn a, a line and some people think i don't I want anyone to think there's something wrong with me look everybody has something that god is working on okay it's okay <laughs> okay it's all right i want you just to come up leaders go ahead and come on up here and what we're going to do is that we're going to release grace on you to receive the thing that the holy spirit has planned on you so father i just thank you let's all stand on our feet i thank you for wisdom and revelation to come forth right now and we call out the spirit of christ the spirit of unity the spirit of restoration the spirit of healing all of these things were found in your son. And because of his, his blood, his sacrifice, his resurrection, we have been made co-heirs. And right now, we will not settle for slavery. We will not settle for the mindset of slaves, Lord. But we will rise to the occasion of sons and daughters. And I just thank you right now for the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Spirit of God, just hear that word, that hope, the love, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.